Good morning. It's 9.30. It's Tuesday, the 7th of April, 2020. And this is Spy Tuesday. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. And we're undercover today. It's top secret. It's shh. Don't tell anyone. It is Spy Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. We're so excited here. Listeners, welcome to the show. We've so much to get through. We have authors galore. We have authors agents and contacting us, wanting to get their authors on the show. Now, that's a good measure. We have radio producers. We have artist producers contacting the show. Will you play my artist's music? Oh, yes, we will. That, ladies and gentlemen is a good measure. You know you've hit the big time. So thank you so much indeed for making us one of your most popular activities at 9.30 in the morning. This is radioblogging.net, a fabulous mix of great talents here. And the talent du jour is here, and we need to know more. There are so many questions I have for Pi Corbett this morning. How is the mouse in the house? Good morning, Pi. Good morning. Well, the mouse in the house, as you know, yesterday went for a forage in the porridge and we had to throw all the porridge away. So I've been on Alpen. Now, I got the Alpen this morning into well, last night into a glass jar with a very strong lid in it. So uh, we're pretty safe on that front. But I know it's still here because we were watching the TV last night and it, it just trotted along. It trotted out of the kitchen It stood in the doorway that goes into the sitting room. It stood there for quite a long time, took a look at us, and I I froze. And then I I carefully got up. I was a bit like a spy, I suppose. I was tiptoeing forwards. And my idea, at first I thought, I'll just leap on it. But then, of course, it wouldn't work. The mouse would shoot off. I tiptoed forwards, and I was going to put a cardboard box on top of the mouse so I could take it to the end of the garden and release it. Um, But it shot off. It went into the back room where we had the heater and it's in there somewhere snuggling all warm and cozy. So we do have a mouse in the house and I've started writing a poem about it. Now, I don't often do rhyming ones, Russell, but because it was there's a mouse in the house, not a moose on the loose or an owl on the prowl, but there's a mouse in the house. Shh. There's a mouse in the house, not a lobster or a mobster, not a rat or a cat, not an otter on the potter, not a stoat or a goat. There's a mouse in the house. Shh. There's a mouse in the kitchen and it's itching for a forage in the porridge and a drink in the sink. Yes, there's a mouse in the kitchen. Shh. There's a mouse in the kitchen, not a louse on the loose, not a Scott called Bruce, but a mouse in the kitchen. Shh. It's not a rabbit with a habit or a zebra on a crossing, not a pancake that needs tossing, not a fox in a box or a sparrow in a barrow or a king with an arrow in his eye, but a mouse in the house. So that is what I was sitting in my bed late last night writing. My wife said to me, what on earth are you doing? I said, I'm writing about the mouse in the house. Very important stuff. And that is really good to know. And the mouse is going to want a cut of the royalties on that book, I'm quite <laughs> sure. Uh, two things. I want to check that the seal on the lid of the Alpin is 
pretty tight because you don't want to be guessing with that little one and also how are the family we need to check in with the usual menagerie well um all is all is um all is in the air to be honest because uh, the aged aunt is okay um and we've double checked that she's got food and everything so she's all right and actually in the place where she lives there's a list where you can phone up. There are about 40 people who um, are there to help. So I, if this is across the country, it's extraordinary, Russell. If mm. you um, are on your own, as the aged aunt is, as you know, um, and it's hard for her. She's got her 84th birthday coming up on Saturday. Um, and if it's hard for people like that to get out, there are volunteers who will do it. She's wonderful. Um, so, yes, I, I was up early this morning had um, my alpen, did my teeth, made the bed, socks on the right foot. So all good on that front. Then uh, contacted the aged aunt. Well, of course, Crispy and Crunchy have been up to their usual. Down the end of the garden. Wouldn't come in last night when they were called. I mean, Crunchy, at the end of the garden, there's a little stream, went through the stream, absolutely soaked, covered in mud. And then you know what dogs are like? She calls, back comes Crunchy, absolutely smothered in mud and wet. What do they do? Straight in the kitchen. Very happy to see her, tail wagging vigorously, mud flying everywhere. And, of course, in terrible trouble, had to be put in a bath. And, of course, they don't like going in baths, do they? So it's all been exciting for her, but she's okay, which is lovely. And I'm looking forward today because it's Spy Tuesday. Mm. And I think... One thing about writers is that they are very good at observing. They're very careful at looking at how people do things. And they're constantly on the lookout for writing ideas, which is why I've started. It's not finished yet, but my little rhyming poem, There's a Mouse in the House, it's noticing something and thinking, oh, that might make some useful material. And it's why we have our magpie books and little journals but with us at all times so we can jot down ideas and they don't escape from us. So I think we are ready to play some games. Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Pie. I'm very glad. I'm very well. I'm very glad to hear that everything is well in the Corbett household. Mm, all good this morning. Now, we're going to start off. <clears throat> and those of you who haven't joined us before, and I know Kate, uh, the poet, who's um, going to be sharing some of her work with us later on, is listening in. So those of you who haven't worked with us before, we always start with a few games, first of all. And families and uh, children in school um, and, and we have adult writers listening, all sorts of people. The idea is Ian and I play the three, the, the three games just as an example. And then there's a pause, a musical break, break, which we look forward to, and some shout outs while everybody has a go at the games. And while we're playing them, you might want to jot a few things down because the first one is a tongue twister game. Now, when I was a child, we used to play this a lot. And the one we used to do was the very famous one. And, <clears throat> and I, I'm not going to ask you to do this, Ian, because it's impossible. But I'll have a go because I've been practicing. It's Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter, if Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? Not bad. Very not bad. good. Well done, yeah. Uh, I'm going to challenge you. You mm. know what a knapsack is, Ian? A I knapsack, do. yes. And yes. it has a strap on it. 
Yes. So all I want you to do, Ian, is to say a knapsack strap as many times as fast as you possibly can. A knapsack strap, 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 a knapsack strap. You're a winner. Do you have one for me, Ian? Yes, I do. So um, if a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Hang on. <laughs> I'm lost already. If a dog does if what? Dog choose, well, I, I was keeping with the crispy and crunchy theme. If yes. a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Whose who's shoes? It's does he choose? House. Whose shoes does he choose? Yeah. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Okay, here we go. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? <laughs> okay right oh oh no (coughs) the cough red leather yellow leather do you know that one yes i do i'll go for it okay red leather yellow leather red yellow leather 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 (laughs) 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 okay i'll give you one more she sells sea shells okay she sells seashells. Seashells. Sea, seashells. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pi has that whole series. Congratulations there. That goes to Pi. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dearie me. Oh, that's so funny. I just love that stuff. So those are tongue twisters. And, of course, folks, you can write them by using lots and lots of alliterative words. That's where we had the words with the same sound at the front of the um, uh, uh, same sound at the front of each word and um, uh, try and invent your own as well as some of the old ones you can google them as hundreds of them okay the next game is an I spy game now normally when you play I spy we used to do this in the kitchen and in the car when you're driving around at home normally what you do of course you're both looking at um, <clears throat> you know you're sitting in the same place and you, you alight upon something or other and you say, I spy with my little eye something beginning with um, k. Okay. And then your partner looks around and sees a clock and says, oh, well, it's a clock. And it may be or may not be. The challenge today is that Ian and I are not in the same room. So I don't know what he's looking at. He doesn't know what I'm looking at. Um, Ian, I'll give you a clue. I'm sitting in the kitchen at the table. Okay. Okay, I spy with my little eye something beginning with p. Uh, a p. Plate. A plate. No, it's not a plate. Pepper. No. Pen. No. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know. No, David. What? Porridge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> In one. Okay. Over to you, Ian. Whereabouts are you sitting? What sort of room? I am sitting in my office. Okay. I'm sitting in my office studio. Um, I spy my life. Something beginning with M. 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 Uh, Mouse? Yes. Presumably. (laughs) We're talking (laughs) about here. And it's very still. It's not moving. Okay. Um, 
Now, that's a, I think that's a great game. And um, I suppose you could say it was a bit of a spelling game. But um, it's one that has been around for a very, very long time, I spy. So I think we, <clears throat> we know the rules for that. Everybody can have a go at that one. The third game is a persuasion game, because one of the activities later on is we're going to try and persuade a spy uh, to do something or other, which we'll, I'll reveal later on. So we're going to just tune ourselves in with a persuasion game. And we can do this in pairs or threes. You need a theme. So Ian and I are going to do this one. Um, Ian is going to try and persuade me... Uh, I'm a snowman, to come into the house and sit by the fire. Okay. Yeah, off you go. So um, um, I think it would be a really good idea if you come in. We've got a very beautiful, comfortable chair. You can come in and join me inside the house. Well, I don't particularly want to. It's nice. I, I'm sounding a little bit Gloucestershire here. I suddenly come over as a Gloucestershire snowman. I like it outside, sir. <laughs> I, I can drop the temperature for you. We can make it lovely and acclimatise it for you so that it's not particularly warm. I've got a carrot on my nose. <laughs> uh, we don't need to worry. We can keep it in place so that it doesn't fall out. That's uh, that. Uh, that's very kind of you, sir. But I'm enjoying it outside here, where it is all lovely and snowy. Why should I come into your kitchen? Because it it's different. It's exciting. It's well decorated. It's adorned with many different varieties of porridge and alpen. And I think you should come and try some. Okay, so that's the game. It's in twos or threes. I've got a list of ideas. You could do things like, how about trying to persuade a rabbit to come inside and have tea with a fox or a fly to make friends with a spider? The giant's harp to come quietly. Persuade Cinderella not to go to the ball or the ugly sisters to let Cinderella go to the ball. Persuade somebody to watch Come Dine With Me. Persuade somebody to be a teacher. Persuade a parent to let you play out late. Persuade a teacher to let you stop working early. Persuade a dragon to stop visiting the village and eating all the cattle. So the idea is uh, in pairs, you have a persuasion, just tuning yourself into thinking about how do you really, really get somebody to do something which probably they don't want to do in the first place. And we'll come back to that idea later on. So we have three games on the go there. Tongue twisters. I spy the persuasion game. Russell, I think we need some shout outs and some music while everybody at home and in school has a go at the game. Perfect. It's that really good games pie and Ian and David. Thank you very much indeed. I love those kind of games. Just brilliant. It's just coming up to a quarter to ten and the music of choice. Could we play anything else? Absolutely not. Danger Mouse. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> this is Radio Blogging.net, online radio live blogging. And of course, Danger Mouse was a spy in the cartoon series. I loved Penfold as well. Terry Scott, the late. 
Terry Scott voiced that as well. Just stunning. Uh, and David Jansen for the uh, for the character there. Just amazing there as well. So good morning to Rachel all. Thank you so much, Rachel. We know Rachel is listening. To Kate, we know the fabulous Kate Wakeling is also listening. Good morning to you. You are on later. I hope you're in fine voice. Lorraine Harrison, thank you so much indeed. Uh, it's a lovely message and we will get in contact with you. That's really, really good. Uh, so, and oh, we've also got uh, Hurst Mount Junior School. Good morning to you as well and all the pupils and students there who are learning in school and at home as well, which is really good. Uh, Mrs. A, Small Rural Head. Well, I'm very sorry about that, but that's a lovely Twitter name, I have to say. Mrs. A, I love it. Absolutely. Uh, and hello to Mrs. Forster as well, to you as well. Uh, nothing on the text so far, but do drop us a text 07624802272. If you're dialing from outside of the UK, you can still text me. Uh, just use the plus 447624802272. Ian, what have we got so far? Thank you very much indeed, Russell. We've got Teddy from Upton St. Leonard's. Good morning. Tenth day listening. Uh, we've got Mrs. McCalmont. Shout out for all the teachers and children of Stonewith Woodford Primary School who are listening and adding their work. Fran here, super excited for all the spies. Can't wait. I know we are very excited uh, Excited too. Kobe, good morning. Dev and Misty, regular listeners. Good morning to you. Shreesha, hello. Good morning. Expite, excited for Spy Tuesday. I'm still doing the tongue twister. <laughs> Excited for Spy Tuesday. We are as well. Really, really lovely to hear from all of you this morning. Also, we've got some shout outs for some of the schools that have been taking part. Um, John's been getting in touch with us with the uh, the technical details and the, the numbers. So, so far in terms of post count, Warren Road Primary School from Orpington have posted 161 posts. Stone with Woodford, 135. Tadcaster Primary Academy, 111. Devonshire Primary School, 59. And Wexham Court Primary in Slough, 55 posts. So, well done indeed. Please don't forget to get in contact with us also on the contact Padlet, which you can do, uh, which is just at the top of the page, contactradioblogging.net. You are very, very welcome to do so. And also, we were talking yesterday about comments being the new shout-outs. And here's a great comment from Miss Little. It says, super, I find this task quite hard. I particularly like your sneak in of our school name, Cunning. Can you find any typos if you reread it? Really, really good. Not just for teachers to do, but also for children to do. And this is something that we're trying to develop this week. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, um, hiding behind the mic as it's uh, Spy Tuesday. Just sent a picture out on Twitter. Um, if anybody, uh, adults, uh, want to share those spy Twitter uh, pictures, please do. Um, you'll find that on at Radio Blogging. Now, I always like to... Uh, have a good look at the globe uh, when we're online and see what's going on. And again, we've we've got a, we've got about nine countries on this morning uh, with us this morning, um, and quite a few from America at the moment, which is, which is great because I know it'll be very early in the morning uh, in in America. But yes, we are always loving to. Um, give shout outs here um please do uh, send them in the contact page at the top uh, is is where you can do that uh please do i'm on the padlets getting ready to go with those because that's always frantic um but if you send those in we'll get them approved and we can get them shouted out to you this morning yes now i know kate is listening and i did say i'd talk a few things through so the globe kate if you scroll scroll right down to the bottom you can see all the different countries that have uh, logged on, 
that's got to be about 100 countries. I'm not adding it up, but it's a heck of a lot. You can also see the globe spinning round, and that shows, you can see the the flags as America, and you can see the little red dots, and it shows people around the world who are listening in, which is an extraordinary thing um, going on at the moment. So this isn't just us in the UK here. Um, I can see, oh, I can see Spain, Doha, America, etc. We love looking at that. It's just so exciting. Now, if we scroll right back up, um, we'll be on to today's show in a moment. And the first Padlet we're going to use is the red one with a key and a lock there uh, that's titled It's a Secret But. But before we do that, I think we've got a poem that was written yesterday. Am I right in saying, Russell, this is Josh and Archie yeah. doing an, an I Spy Rainbow poem? You have, and it's stunning work. Have a listen to this. I spy with my rainbow eye by Josh and Archie. I spy with my red eye. Puppies swaying in the field, juicy cherries bulging and an angry bird stomping its feet. I spy with my orange eye A snowman's carrot nose A basketball bouncing by And a goldfish swinging, swimming in delight I spy with my yellow eye A laughing morning sun McDonald's giant M And a cheeky rubber ducky in the bath I spy with my green eye A Christmas elf A a green M&M and the Hulk smashing and crushing. I spy with my blue eye. A sneaky smurf, salty seeds and a peacock showing off. I spy with my indigo eye. A slivery snake, enormous aubergines and blue and blueberries si- sitting upon pancakes. I spy with my violet eye. A fading sunset, lavender swishing and Gandalf's robes billowing in the wind. I love that. Uh, Fantastic work, um, boys. Well done. And um, what I liked about that is you've got surprising ideas, unusual ideas, uh, and putting words together that we don't often hear. And that surprises the reader. It draws the reader's attention to what you're writing about. Also, a touch of alliteration playfully in there, nicely recorded, well done. And we'll come back to that at the end of today's session, because we're going to uh, need for tomorrow a piece of breaking news because tomorrow is all about reptiles. So uh, we'll return to the audio Padlet so that somebody can record some breaking news for us and have your voice on the show. Now we're going, uh, Kate, and those of you who are new to um, what we're doing, you need to be on today's show. If you look at the top menu, um, those little orange boxes at the very top, Click on today's show and then you go down. And the first, what we call a padlet, is that rather crimson looking, beautiful looking um, uh, color there that we've got with the golden brassy key. And it says it's a secret. But and what we're going to do is we're going to record some incredible, amazing secrets. And in order to do that, first of all, I'll read you out some of the ones that I have. It's a secret that now we can be quite playful here. So we can say it's a secret, but my dog 
whispered to me last night. It's a secret, but my kettle can whistle and sing hallelujah. It's a secret, but the trees at the end of the garden are able to walk. It's a secret, but a cloud drifted down and spread across the lawn like a blanket. It's a secret, but the clock sometimes tick-tocks backwards, tock-tick. It's a secret, but the trees like to ease off their coats of bark late at night. It's a secret, but when you tread on a pavement, the paving stones groan at your weight. It's a secret, but I saw a raindrop grin as it tickled the window's pane. It's a secret, but... So we're going to be very, very playful with this and create all sorts of secrets. Now, Kate, in order to join in, because I know the children will know this, uh, but possibly not all the adults. So if you're new to this, you see that um, pink circle in the bottom right hand corner with a plus. Click on that. OK, instantly up comes a little box in the middle. It says title. That's where we put our name. So I'm typing in pi. Right. Then you move the cursor down to where it says write something. It's a secret. And I've got to remember it's it is a secret. So I've got to have the apostrophe in for it. It's a secret. But and I make that point, Kate, about the apostrophe, because one of the things that happened in our early shows was everybody got incredibly excited about the ideas, which is great and which is where you should be concentrating. Get the idea down. But we also need to be a little bit fussy with things like the capital letters, the full stops, making sure that it's it's as good as it can possibly be. Uh, uh, best ideas, best order, all of those things. It's a secret, but right. I have a mouse that um, I have a mouse that can play the piano, piano, exclamation mark. Now. Once you've got your idea down, then we always reread it. And that's so that we can make sure that we've not missed a word out, that we've got uh, well-chosen language there. And it's our, our um, best that we can possibly do. It's a secret. But I have a, um, I have a mouse that can play the piano. OK, I'm quite pleased with that. So then I click on the rest of the padlet. Bingo. And it says awaiting approval. And what happens now is there'll be hundreds of children, if not thousands, putting their ideas up as I'm be, as I've been talking. And David will be um, uh, checking every single one so that it, it, folks, if you're new to this, uh, it is totally safe. Everything is checked. Everything is moderated. And what happens now is the Padlet goes crazy. Uh, everyone's putting their ideas up. And we have a little musical break. We have more shout outs while you put up your secret ideas. The, you're going to reveal all sorts of things that we didn't know. I've just thought of another one. It's a secret, but our sofa can yawn. Russell, have we got music? We certainly have, Pi. Yes. And at okay. just two minutes to ten, you have the following 52 seconds to complete your task. And this tune will be very familiar. Shoutouts are coming after this. Here we go. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. 
Oh, I love that track. It's absolutely great. I think about climbing down ropes and oh, amazing, just amazing. So good morning. Here's some shout outs on Twitter. Joe Pierce, can we have a shout out for Joshua, Archie and their dad? You most certainly can. They've been writing on the blog most days and Joshua has been responding to my comments and editing. Their writing is amazing. And so is their speech and language, Joe. We've just played them on the show. Absolutely fabulous. Catherine Davidson says, our favourite part of the day, we love your show and it's developing our love and knowledge of poetry. Thank you, Ida and her mum. It's actually developing my love of poetry. I get to chat with our guest authors. Amazing, an amazing honour as well. Uh, Rachel Orr, love the rubber ducky in the bath and the sneaky smurf. Uh, thank you. are very welcome, Rachel. I'm so pleased you've had that. Jamie Thomas, cannot wait. My book recommendation of the year is Podkin One Ear. Love it. Well, we can't wait as well. You're going to really enjoy that. Chris, who is the nine to five teacher, if there ever was such a thing, enjoying radio blogging for the first time. Welcome. Welcome, Chris. We're listening with my son in year two. Spy Tuesday. It certainly is. Also, good morning to Nina Wilkins-Silver. Loving the show. Luca's tuned in again. Hello. Good morning to you, Luca, as well. Keep the those messages coming we love to read them out text lines are open 07624 802272 you can message us through the blog and ian has those shout outs thank you russell yes you can you can email radioblogging at gmail.com you can also get in touch with us via the padlet on contact radioblogging.net which is at the top of the page top of the home page head there click on the padlet and you can leave a message like george has done who says i'm listening for the 11th time today spy tuesday certainly is george and we hope you are enjoying it jake and robin happy tuesday happy tuesday to you sachi a regular listener thank you for joining us again yay i love spies I've watched all the good spy movies in the world. Well, you should be very, very good at today's tasks. Anushka, shout out to all of Warren Road. Warren Road, very, very regular listeners. Miss Little, good morning to you. Also a regular listener, enjoying and ready to have fun on the blog. Sachin, good morning. Welcome back to you. Hello, team radioblogging.net. Thank you very much. We are all here and ready to rock. There should be an I Spy poem beginning with crimson chilies arranged in rows. That's nice. I like that. Uh, and Stephen says, good morning. I'm listening from home. People are also leaving comments as well, which is lovely to see. So lots of comments that we've been approving this morning. Uh, we've got Jane um, saying that they are new but loving Spy Tuesday with Lucy Ailey. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. And Jane listening there, I think for the first time. Henry is excited as well for Spy Tuesday. We've got the regular listeners. We've got Miss Mallon as well. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us again. We've got Mrs. Pierce as well, who's joined us this morning and we've got oliver who's been listening from day one oliver thank you you've been with us for all of our shows you're very very welcome thank you so much indeed with the time at one minute past 10 i'm now handing over to the fabulous pie corbett who's going to talk i'm sure about the first padlet pie over to you well uh, those of you who've not seen this before you may well be sitting looking at the padlet thinking well i put mine up but nothing else is happening what you have to do is refresh the page and at first i didn't really understand what that meant but it means going to the very very top uh, of your um of the internet bit and it says radioblogging.net and to the right of that, at the end of that box, you can see a semicircle with an arrow on it. Now, if you click that, it literally refreshes the page. And suddenly, out of nowhere, hundreds of secrets appear. And there are 
there's at least 100 there, if not more, because I know David will be checking them as fast as he possibly can, and Ian too. Um, it's a secret. This is Miss Mallon. It's a secret, but my kettle pours pure pineapple juice. If you pick it up with your left hand, I'm wondering what the right hand will produce. Liam James. Uh, it's a secret, but I have a snail that can fly high into the sky. Uh, Rosie, it's a secret, but our chickens really like eating cheese. Um, Rain, it's a secret, but I can create rainbows with my laser eyes. Fife, it's a secret, but my chickens can lay flowers. Amazing. Leon, it's a secret, but my toys can come alive at night. I always used to think that, actually. Natasha, it's a secret, but my bed can yawn. May's mum, it's a secret, but I have a secret evil twin. Ooh, scary. Holly, it's a secret, but the leaves shed their colours each night and turn into new leaves. Lovely idea. Fran, it's a secret, but my dog can do sign language when the grass commands him to. We have an absolute plethora, a wealth of secrets coming out here. Um, George, it's a secret, but the grass blade smiled at me as I scored a goal. Felicia, it's a secret, but I have seen a snowflake turn purple. Mrs. E, it's a secret, but we rarely walk through our dreams. And Lucy has begun a whole poem here. Uh, it's a secret, but my animals come to life at night. It's a secret, but my unicorn is magical. It's a secret, but I flew over the golden moon last night. It's a secret, but our car can fly and become a boat or a submarine. The ideas are pouring out here. Fantastic stuff. Take these folks and turn them into a long piece of writing. I think it's quite good. I mean, it's lovely to join in and put them up on the Padlet, but I would work on them first in the notebook. And when they're really, really as you want, then you can blog them up. So uh, a lot of good work going on there, Russell. And it's always incredibly exciting uh, to hear it and see it happening. So we need to go on to the second activity. And this is the cloud one. I spy with my little eye. So what can you see? in the clouds and of course the wonderful thing about going outside and lying on the grass and looking um, up at the clouds is basically you can see anything as long as folks you can lean out of a window or look through the glass you can see the clouds there and david's found us a really lovely picture of clouds um, and actually there's a cloud in the middle there that looks a bit to me like a dodo um, poking uh, sitting up the lost dodo they're extinct now and you can use your imagination. Basically, the clouds can turn into anything. And this was one that was written by Teddy when he was seven years old. In the clouds I saw an old man resting in a wooden bed. In the clouds I saw a judge's head bowing angrily. In the clouds I saw a resting pig snorting loudly. In the clouds I saw a drooping daddy bending over a wishing mountain. In the clouds I saw a sulking woman sobbing. In the clouds I saw a dove angel perched on a rainbow tree. In the clouds I saw a rolling brick banging on the solid ground. In the clouds I saw a stretching balloon popping. In the clouds I saw a lipstick lady driving a kissing car. And in the clouds I saw an angry crocodile sneezing. I love the way he's played with the language there and been really inventive. So it's the same procedure. Everybody knows what we're doing. You go down to the pink 
um, circle with the plus mark in it click on that up comes your box write your name in where it says title pi and then i'm putting capital letter in the clouds i saw and i can see anything and that's the lovely thing about this idea nobody's wrong everybody is right but let's be adventurous let's try and put ideas together that don't normally go together to see what effect we create on the reader in the clouds i saw and i'm going to have in the clouds I'm going to have that very, you know, the very thin trail that an aeroplane leaves behind. In the clouds, I saw um, a snail's trail, because they leave slime behind them. A snail's trail um, stretching out like um, slippery string. I'm not totally pleased with it, but anyway, I've got to reread it and I put the uh, I put A twice. So now I've got in the clouds I saw a snail's trail. I like that. Stretching out like slippery string. I might think about that one, but I am going to post it so I can get on with the second one. And by now, there it is, awaiting approval. By now, everybody will be on it. In the clouds I saw. What can you see in the cloud? And I think Russell, we need to have a musical break and a few more shout-outs while everyone posts up in the clouds I saw. We certainly can indeed, Pi. You are listening to radioblogging.net, broadcasting across the planet. Good morning, good evening, good night to you, wherever you might be listening. It's a gorgeous day outside. It's eight minutes past ten, back by popular request. (laughs) Apparently, we can't play that song enough for you. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. (laughs) This is radioblogging.net. Online radio live blogging. And Rachel's just posted a a little anime with some Muppets on there as well. I'm going to retweet that so that folks can um, can watch that as well. Rachel, it is so lovely to have you there. Uh, Good morning to Chris. Uh, It's a secret, but my chicken can lay flowers. I'm so pleased. You'll never be short of flowers. And that's a a lovely photograph of some fabulous uh, learning going on there. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Ian, what have you got? Thank you, Russell. The time uh, coming up to 11 minutes past 10 this morning, Tuesday, the 7th of April. Good morning. Welcome. You're listening to radioblogging.net with the team. Can we play Manamana? Hope everyone is all right. See, it, it's trending across the world. There you are. Hope you enjoyed it, Heath. Thank you for getting in touch this morning. Um, somebody said, listening for the first time, my class P5 and 6 in Skelmorley Primary School. Hope I pronounced that correctly. North Ayrshire are on holiday and home learning at the moment, but I'm getting ready to get them involved in a week or so get them involved please do please come along there's so much to get enjoy uh, and really have fun with here whilst we're doing it I had a great uh, email in from Claire Kilgore. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Claire. And she's written a poem about Pi's mouse. You see, everything is trending at the moment. There's a mouse in the house. Shh, not a cat on a mat or a dog in a bog, nor a snail in a pail. No, there's a mouse in the house. Shh, there's a mouse on my bed. Shh, not a song in my head or a hammer hitting lead, nor a baby being fed. No, there's a mouse on my bed. Shh. There's a mouse eating cheese. Shh. Not the birds in the trees, nor the buzzing of bees, or a flower in the breeze. No, there's a mouse eating cheese. Shh. There's a mouse fast asleep. Shh. Not a willow beginning to weep, or the shearing of sheep, nor a pool that is deep. No, there's a mouse fast asleep. Shh. There's a mouse in the house. 
a mouse on my bed, a mouse eating cheese. There's a mouse fast asleep. Shh. Claire, lovely. We love it when you interact with the show and uh, respond to exactly what we're doing as part of the show. Really, really is lovely fun. Thank you so much. And of course, you can continue to keep getting in touch with us using the email radioblogging at gmail.com. That will come straight through to the studio. Or you can text Russell on 07624802272 and that will go through to his studio across there at Anderton Tiger headquarters. Going to head over to David now who's going to talk to us about the Padlets. David over to you. Thank you. Yes, I, I just love it when the listeners get involved and uh, write things like that. It's fantastic to see. Um, now, yes, we're on the Padlet now, and I've been busy approving hundreds and hundreds of post-it notes coming in. And one thing I just want to mention to any of the teachers who are listening, Padlet is, in t- is, is free. It's a free resource uh, that you can, you can use in the classroom, and we're really impressed with it here. Um, and it allows people, as you can see from all over, to add these post-it notes in, which are fantastic. So they're coming in left, right, and centre. Um, Pi, I'm going to pass to you, because we might want to look at uh, reading a few of these out. If you can refresh the screen again, that'll be great. Ah, refreshing the screen. One of my... Up the top there, there it is. Oh, yes. semicircle, and then they come absolutely... Oh, my goodness, there's so many. Molly, in the clouds, I saw tiny droplets of rain falling onto my face. Natasha, in the clouds, I saw a massive hungry crocodile waiting patiently, its jaws open wide for an aeroplane, uh, waiting patiently, its jaws open wide for an aeroplane to zoom in. We love that idea. Miss Hall, in the clouds, I saw an impenetrable fortress of smoke where dragons circled its towers, waiting to protect their horde beyond. I really like it the way we've got lots of teachers and adults joining in as well as the children. And why not? Why shouldn't we? Danny, in the clouds, I saw a big, fierce werewolf howling. Grace, in the clouds, I saw the Easter bunny carefully putting eggs down. Kevin, in the clouds, I saw a nurse's needle piercing a giant's arm. Ooh, ouch, love it. Fife, in the clouds, I saw a huge golden eagle soaring in the sky. Jude, in the clouds, I saw a seahorse surfing on giant giant waves. In the clouds, I saw dolphins leaping and pirate ships riding the swell. Just I love that turn of phrase, riding the swell. Uh, Joe Pierce, in the clouds, I saw a patch from the sky giant's blanket. Nice idea, Joe. And hope all's well at home um, with the baby. Now, it is time to move on. and People will continue adding to the Padlet. But we now have um, Kate. And Kate Wakelin brought out... Uh, a book called Moon Juice, and it was a prize winner in 2017. Uh, it came out in 2016, a really rich variety of poems which um, uh, young people would love and indeed adults would love as well. Beautifully illustrated, fantastic stuff. Now, Russell, I know that you caught up with her, and the first poem uh, that she read is one that I like because it it's little known facts, I think I'm right in saying. It's, it starts off in secret, children can. So this is a list, really, of all sorts of secret things that children can do that are pretty amazing. And um, those of you at home who are listening, you could follow this up and write your own list of secret things, little known facts about children. 
My name's Kate Wakeling. I'm a poet and I write for children and I also write for grown-ups. And sometimes I write things I'm not sure whether they're for children or for grown-ups, something in between. Um, the poem I'm going to read is called Little Known Facts. And it is a poem that is uh, it's only accessible to people who are not grown-ups. Um, only people who are not grown-ups can know whether these facts are true or not. Little Known Facts. In secret, children can turn light bulbs on and off with just their eyebrows. When a child sneezes, the nearest adult briefly loses all reception on their mobile phone. Left unwashed, children's feet smell of perfectly cooked spaghetti. You can predict the next day's weather based on how tightly a child's hair curls after a bath. Extra curly means sunshine. Behind children's left ears grow tiny cacti, which yield delicious juice every summer. Children can see through brick walls of up to 15 centimetres thick, if the thing on the other side is definitely worth looking at. When a child jumps up and down, fish in the nearest pond rise to the surface and blow a celebratory stream of bubbles. Children can set up a reliable internet connection in any location using a pigeon and two drinking straws. Children are able to smell a lie being told from 180 metres away. I absolutely love that because we could write almost an endless stream of little known facts about children and what children can do in secret. And it's an invitation to us to create now. Under the second padlet, everybody, you can see an orange rectangle there that says poem response. So what we like to do is to click on that and it says Kate's poem response. And there is a rather nice coloured padlet. And the idea is that when Kate has read, then we can put a response up. We can tell her what we liked. You might want to add a new idea on um, uh, as a suggestion to extend the poem itself. What you can put what you liked, what it made you think of, which do you think was her best word choice or best idea. I like the children's feet smelling of perfectly cooked spaghetti, of <laughs> course. And behind children's left ears grow tiny cacti which yield delicious juice every summer. So we like to put our responses up there. And then, of course, Kate can read those. And after the show, she'll be able to put a response back. Um, uh, uh, about the experience of sharing um, with us. Now, I asked her to read that one, the little known facts, but actually the one that uh, fits in really well with today is a poem later on in the book, which is called The Spy Cafe. My name's Kate Wakeling. I'm a poet. I write for children and for grown-ups, um, and sometimes a bit of both. This poem is called The Spy Café. It's a very, very suspicious poem about a very, very suspicious establishment. The Spy Café. The Spy Café is a peculiar place. The sign on the door only ever says closed. They keep the lighting way down low and the menus written in invisible ink. The special of the day is usually spy pie with the filling kept top secret. No one has ever seen the cook. The spies don't say much, preferring to ink-coded messages on napkins and leave them casually on the other spies' plates. The waiters wear wigs and dark glasses. They mutter things like, 
The badger is in the hole, to nobody in particular. I'd suggest we meet for a cup of tea, but the spy cafe can be difficult to find. Very difficult to find. Very, very difficult to find. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. I love that. I love the way I love the way that Kate read that as well. It's so tempting when we're reading things to go very, very quickly. Uh, and very often it's good to slow it up a little bit, savor the words crisp and clear. Um, and she read that beautifully, I think. The waiters wear wigs and dark glasses. They mutter things like, the badger is in the hole. These are sort of coded messages. Red squirrel is on the park bench. Little coded messages. And already Reuben, who's nine, Reuben has already put in uh, a, um, a response. I love it. I love the description. I guess that's about the first poem. I put my response in. I like the spy cafe and would like to visit. But I would wear a false moustache and beard. And when I was younger, you could actually... Uh, you could wear, you could, you could go to, they were called joke shops. You could go, they were actually joke shops. I don't know if they exist anymore, but you could go and buy a false beard, a false moustache, a false nose, a, a wig and false glasses. And the other thing that we used to do was to take lemon juice and try this out. You might have to Google on the internet because I might get this a little bit wrong, but I'm certain that we took lemon juice and we used to write on paper and then if you heated the paper, you could actually read what had been written. And this was a sort of basic way of passing on a secret message. Obviously, if you're going to heat anything, do um, get your parents' permission. Don't go off and do that on your own. So um, what we're going to do now is while people are responding uh, to Kate's uh, lovely poems, we've got Comment Corner with Mr. Mitchell. And then after that, we'll have Kate's interview uh, when she talked longer with Russell. But, um, David, let's go over to you, because one of the big things about blogging, of course, is getting a response. The excitement of having posted something up and then somebody from Australia uh, replying to uh, the post. So we've got Comment Corner, everybody. It's under the second padlet, under Poem Response. Click on Comment Corner and in we go. David, can you talk us through the whole business of the comments and how we set about them. And I know you've got four up there, so we can actually look at the comments that people have been making. Yes, thank you, Pai. Um, one of the biggest um, pushes we have in schools when we use this kind of technology is around feedback audience purpose and authentic and genuine feedback um, so that children are not just writing for their teacher that they're writing for people or it could be anybody in the world and we've had people you know people like Stormzy who have been leaving comments we've had famous authors like Philip Pullman and other people who have left comments on the children's writing and that sense the children tell us that makes them feel unbelievably proud when something like that happens and because it's on the digital space we can share these with people just as we are doing today and comments 
just reaffirm this to the children and it can be a comment from a parent it could be a comment from a teacher somebody of the class next door it could be someone on the other side of the world and we've got four comments here that myself and Ian are just going to very quickly go through just to highlight uh, and celebrate some of these and we'll do this I think we'll try, we'll try and do this daily um, so that we give shout outs to people who are giving great feedback or are trying really hard and we've got some children and we've got some uh, well an adult in there as well and so I'll tackle the first one you'll see there's four links there number one comment from Olivia on Ruben's post I think we've heard from Ruben on the Padlet as well mm -hmm. haven't we Ruben I think mm -hmm. he says he's, he's nine um, so Ruben wrote a blog post and Olivia came along and left a comment and you can see where it says comment from Olivia that is absolute that's a hyperlink um, that you can click on there and if we click on that it takes us then to the comment so we can see the blog post by Ruben if we scroll up okay Monty in the mist by Ruben and then Olivia's comment following those three criteria that we set saying something positive asking a question and suggesting an improvement she says hi Ruben I really like your work here are three ways to improve your work number one how did Monty feel so we're asking a question there. We've got um, what sanctuary did Monty need? And what was the road crowded with? And then says, well done. And you can like, there's a like button under there. We know children like collecting their likes. And then that means Ruben can click reply and can reply to Olivia. And for the parents and teachers listening, even the replies to the comments have to be moderated on these blogs, okay? So we can then click... Um, we could go back. And Ian, if I pass over to number two, could you be able to go through Mrs. Pierce's comment? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, David. Indeed. So Thomasine has written a post which was called Lost. So if you click on the uh, link, which David's just explained, it will take you to Mrs. Pierce's comment, which says, hi, uh, Jenny. Well, I loved your writing. This is a really powerful paragraph. Well done. And then she's gone through the three parts. My favorite part was when was voices taunted me, pulling me apart, because it makes me think that your character has a few troubles from her past that are still on her mind. This makes her interesting. Number two, I wonder where your character is going to go next in your story. Asking a question, developing a dialogue, so that actually it's encouraging the writer to think further about developing their writing and, and making it more interesting and more extended and then number three all of your images are very dark and scary but the last one my fur puffed up like a giant pillow is quite soft and cozy could the fur do something else that matches the way the character is feeling prickled stand on end freeze skin shuddered really good suggestions that the, the, the writer could have used what do you think maybe play around with this image keep writing this is very good work a beautifully uh, encouraging piece of writing there a lovely comment to really help that writer and that learner to move on further david you've got another one for us haven't you that's right yes and just uh, on the, on that you know thomasina there gets told exactly what worked well mm. and so what thomasina will do next time is I'll use that again. I'll do something like that again because I know my readers really want to read that. And so we'll try that. Yes. So the third one, if you click on the third one, we have a blog post here um, from Grace. It's the mysterious magic of the unicorn. So from last week's Magic Week. And the comment there is lovely from Neve. She says, wow, I love the way you ended this with a mysterious sentence. It really makes me want to read more. To make this even better, you could use a different word for magic, maybe spell or enchantment. Keep up the great work. 
great work, Grace. And so again, you can like that. And a lovely comment there, just showing something that she's done really well with that mysterious sentence and a suggestion for the other word for magic, which could be spell or enchantment. So again, Neve next time could think, oh, I'll use that word enchantment. That's one I'll put in my magpie book. And I know Pi's a big fan of the magpie books. Mm. Um, and over to you, Ian, for the final one. Yeah, thanks very much, David. And, and Imogen, another peer comment here. Always great to see peer comments from children commenting on each other's work. Really, really makes it valued. Uh, and, and as David said, gives children an audience and you know, inspires them to do even more. Um, she says, well done. You've used the power of three in your description. Um, what is the character's name? Asking a question again encouraging the writer to think a little bit further but also remember to use commas in a list really really good lovely ideas there that are going to encourage that particular writer to have a think next time about what certainly what they did well but also what they could improve on as well because like david said it is all about quality feedback and then the impact that that is having on the writer as well. The time is coming up to one minute to half past ten already this morning. David, back to you, and I think probably back to Pi as well. That's right, yes. Well, if you come back to the comment corner page, so you might want to just click back or go back to the home screen, click on uh, today's show and then comments corner. You can see I've written a sentence down there in between the graphic of quality comments and the four links. I've written down the car went down the road. And a pie, I just wondered whether you'd be able to help me make that a little bit better. How could we do that, Pi? Okay, well, there's a number of things um, that we could do to this. To um, The sentence may be exactly what you need, and we don't really know that till we look at the whole paragraph and read it, and it might just fit in. On the other hand, there are certain things which you might use. It all depends on the effect that you want to create on the reader. But we could, for instance, and we've talked about this before, we could name the car. For instance, if we said... Um, the let me have a think if we said the mercedes went down the road now mercedes are very posh cars um they cost a lot of money instantly that creates a certain effect on the reader i'm beginning to be able to see the car the porsche went down the road something like that so we can name it that car we might put an adjective in um we might say um the marvelous mercedes but I'm not sure about that. I don't know whether we need to tell the reader it's marvellous. I mean, Mercedes are cracking good cars. It, it, it's, I don't, it'd be a bit like saying the cold snow fell. All snow is cold. That's the nature of it. Or the hot flame. I'd be telling the reader what the reader already knows. So I, I'm just happy with the Mercedes. Now, we've got that word went instantly. I'm hoping all the children at home are, are saying, oh, no, we could do better than that. So went might be the right word. But I'm going to have this... Uh, it could be the Mercedes purred down the road, and that gives the effect that it's it's very smooth, that it, the engine is working really well. But if we said the, the, the Mercedes clanked down the road, not expecting to have it clanking along, and that means there's something wrong with the engine, it's about to break down, it sounds a little bit out of kilter. So all depends on the effect we want on the reader. So we can look at the noun, we can name it, think about do we need an adjective, yes or no, and each adjective has to earn its place by adding something new. We can then think about that verb, do we need to tweak that to give more information to the reader? And then it says down the road. 
And again, to build that picture for the reader, I'm very keen that we can name these things. So as soon as you say Swindon High Street, it begins, to, certainly anyone in Swindon, it begins to build a bit of a picture. So draw on places that you know and use that knowledge in order to create uh, an image for the reader. So it's quite a lot that we can do there, David, uh, in terms of name it. Do we need an adjective to add something fresh and new that will build a picture? Um, check out that verb. The verb can very often um, influence the action and work very powerfully because verbs are the engines of the sentences. And then down the road, again, we can name it. So thinking very, very closely and carefully about our writing, making sure that we're doing the best that we can. Now, we've had a good look at that. So folks, what we'd like to do now is to get people commenting on each other, uh, on each other's uh, writing. And I'm loving a way that people are already beginning to do that. And while we're doing that, if you can multitask, I think, Russell, we ought to hear um, what Kate had to say um, about um, her writing. Um, so I think you had a bit of an interview, a bit of a chat with her, didn't you? I did indeed, Pi. And immediately after reading both those fabulous poems, I managed to catch up with her. Oh, Kate, that was just yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing it. Your delivery is exquisite. I oh, gosh. <laughs> love listening to you. Do you do performances oh. in front of children? I wonder if... I do, I do, do quite a lot of performances. That's yeah. a well-honed yeah. skill, I have to say. You could, you could <laughs> just tell everyone apart. Well, where do we start with that? The spy one is perfect because uh, we're all very interested. Uh, uh, Pies apparently had a mouse in his porridge. Uh, for, oh, for real, for real. Really? And that, yes, we had to move to Alpin uh, yesterday. Uh, and so, bless him, bless him. Uh, <laughs> always taking a chance with his porridge and the bits inside. So, um, where do you draw your inspiration from for this uh for the spy cafe poem i'm trying to think when i first wrote it um what i was thinking about i think i had the idea of uh of spies of thinking they were quite a fun thing to write about something mysterious and then i quite liked the idea of um of something rather normal that spies might do if spies went to a cafe what, what would it be like and that somewhere as normal as a cafe all the sorts of strange things that would start to happen there um, if it was populated only by spies, and if, in fact, everyone who works at the cafe was also some kind of spy. Um, and I think the idea of spy pie very quickly popped into my brain, and it <laughs> felt like there was definitely a poem to be had. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. I love the wigs as well. I, just after, <laughs> I was there in the moment, just in the moment. But my cafe was a French cafe for some bizarre reason. I don't know what uh, you might have yes, said before. So, yes, yeah. you could imagine something rather, uh, yes, mysterious. Yes, a little bohemian kind of, yes, yes, yes just wooden tables. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, a lot of that. I was <laughs> I was just in the moment. Um, uh, lots of our young uh, listeners are really wanting to find out how you make notes. What's in your special notebook? How do you kind of, how do you collect your thoughts and your memories? Oh. Well, yes, it's funny. I feel that for me, a notebook is a hugely important part of how I go about putting poems together. So I have a notebook. Actually, I've got a lovely bright yellow notebook at the moment, which um, is very helpful to find as well if I've left it lying around the house. It sort of glows. Um, and I take it everywhere with me. And I'm always on the lookout, I suppose, for particularly if I'm out walking and things like that, often just uh, you'll see something or hear something and that gives you just a kernel of a poem. So it might just be a word or a phrase or the way that something looks. I was looking at the moon yesterday. There was a really bright moon in the afternoon. And I was thinking that's quite a... Um, 
it's funny that we can see the moon in the day and then I was thinking moon and afternoon uh, rhyme rather nicely uh, so I wrote that down but the other thing I keep in my notebook if I'm when I'm reading which I'm doing lots of at the moment or trying to do lots of um, look after very small children as well but when I'm not looking after those small children and I'm reading I'm, I'm often on the lookout for lovely words and phrases that I might write down I find that a really helpful source of inspiration um, things that other people have written that I might adapt or that just find helpful to look at when I'm writing so I would really recommend when you're reading, perhaps having a notebook nearby, and if something springs out to you and seems really interesting, uh, or the words, even just an individual word that's appealing, to write that down, you can find that very helpful for your writing later on. So that's what my notebook does for me. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. I've enjoyed listening to you, and I'm sure our listeners have. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Dr. Kate Wigling. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed it. I really have. Oh, lovely to chat. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> This is radioblogging.net, broadcast into homes and schools across the world. I love that, and that's so interesting to hear uh, Russell, a writer, talking about their use of the notebook, which is something that we've talked a lot about. And Kate has uh, actually um, cracked it. She's got her first post up on a Padlet. I can see it. Kate W. It's a secret, but the books on my shelves tell each other stories in the dead of night. So um, first go on the Padlet there. Excellent stuff. And Kate, you'll be able to see lots of responses if you click the poem response under the second padlet, lots of responses beginning to come up there on the, um, ow, Wes, wow. Yes, lots and lots of responses um, coming up, appearing there. Uh, and it's always lovely if you can reply back. Well, we're after half past, Russell, so I think we ought to nip down to Spy Gadget Advert. And if you click on there, this is a longer piece of writing which um, you can post up and blog and um, the idea runs a little bit like this. You know how in um, films, I was thinking actually of Anthony Horowitz's books, um, Stormbreaker, a very, very popular series of books, uh, but very often in spy books, and you get it in Anthony Horowitz's books, there is, um, uh, there are rather uh, special spy gadgets, things that look quite normal, like um, a watch or a pair of shoes or a hat or a tie, or a, or, I don't know, a nose ring, um, or a torch. And, they, it, and it looks like an ordinary torch or an ordinary watch. But if you know how to click the secret button on it, it can do other things. Now, I've written uh, my one here, and the invitation is to create something or other, a spy gadget, and then you've got to sell it. You've got to flog it. So we're in the realm here of persuasion, thinking about how to advertise something. And you'll hear all the little techniques that I'm using as I read it to you. Buy now, multifunction mobile phone. Are you about to embark on your first mission as a spy? If so, you will need the multifunction mobile phone. Don't be the only spy on the block left wondering how to phone home. The multifunction mobile phone is the ideal phone for all spies. It boasts a host of amazing features. Have worldwide access so that you can always be in contact with those back home. Make untraceable calls. Be certain that you cannot be hacked into. Made of titanium steel so that it works underwater and in space. 
This ideal mobile phone has the added bonus of a hidden tranquilizer dart that can be fired through the aerial, guaranteed to leave your enemies stunned, though with no serious after-effects. Perhaps the most essential reason for purchasing this must-have phone is that it can only be used by the owner. Access is made by modern fingerprint recognition. This phone is recommended by E.T., comes complete with charger and free leather case. Order now from spygadgets.radioblogging.net. So, um, we need spy gadget adverts. And you can see all the little techniques there. If you look at the beginning, I'm using that rhetorical question to talk to the spies and lure them in. And that tactic that advertisers use, don't be the only one without one. And then I go into boasting the host of amazing features. And I'm using bullet points there, thinking about all the different features that we might um, put on the spy watch or spy ring or spy shoes or whatever it is you've decided to create. And then I've given an added bonus. I've got a guarantee there, a, an essential reason. And then who recommends it? So it might be recommended by, I don't know, James Bond whoever you want it to be. And then, of course, at the end, come to complete with. And finally, the reader needs to know where to get it. So if people look, when you're creating your uh, gadget advert, if you look carefully at my one, you can see the sort of structure that you might be able to use when you're writing yours and creating your spy gadget advert. And we blog that up, as we have been doing, and then people can respond to each other. We are drawing close to the end, and that takes me, uh, Russell, very nicely down to the extension task. And this is really preparing us for tomorrow, the beginning of our session tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is all about reptiles, crocodiles, lizards, snakes, dinosaurs. And what we'd like to do is to start tomorrow with breaking news. And it can be recorded on the very bottom of that page. You can see it, perform your writing padlet. So you can record it. The instructions uh, um, are just above it. And um, um, we've, got, uh, or we've got Sachin on there and the iSpy from Joshua and Archie. So uh, you can also record your new one on there and we'll start tomorrow. Now, not many people have done this. We've only had a few people. So I'd like to encourage more to have a go at doing this so that you too can be part of our program. I've put a little starter to get you going. Crocodile sighted. We are interrupting this program to bring you news that a strange reptile has been sighted in Battersea. Local residents reported this morning that what appears to be an enormous crocodile has been seen chasing cats and dogs. Police have yet to be able to detain the crocodile despite using police dogs. It is believed that the crocodile must have been living in the local sewerage system. Police are currently looking into it. <laughs> Experts fear... <that> the <laughs> Experts fear... Sorry, it's the idea of the police looking into the sewerage system. Experts fear that the crocodile may have been breeding, in which case other crocodiles may be on the loose. Call 101010 if you have further news about the Battersea croc to report. Ding, 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 ding. So you could do a crocodile, you could do a, a python that is out on the streets. Create something or other. 
write it in your notebook, get it up on the blog, hone it, refine it, and say it aloud a number of times so you can hear how it sounds. Because you can then, when you're really pleased with it, get it down onto that padlet at the bottom so you can perform it, we can listen to it, and we'll start tomorrow's show with one or two of those. David, is there anything else to say about recording on the audio padlet before we go to Russell for winding the show up? Hi. Uh, well, just to give it a go, really, um, you know, there are, when you follow the instructions, you'll see there's a, a three dots that you click. When you go exactly the same way as creating a normal post-it note, um, when you've got your blank one where you would normally write your name, you'll see the three dots. To click on there, it gives you the options, and the voice one is the one you need. If for any reason it doesn't work, uh, get your parents to just email into the show, radioblogging at gmail.com, or they can contact us on Twitter. We'll talk you through it or we'll help you you send it through to us and we can deal with things at this side but have a go we would love to get your voice onto the show um, to celebrate your writing yeah so pi that's that's really all they could do have a go and see see if we can get that working yeah brilliant russell time to wind up the show i believe oh i think it's been well and truly wound up on its own today i have to say the police are looking into the sewage systems but at the moment they've got nothing to go on i have so much more i have i gave up a good career on the stage for this uh, Pi, this has to be your most spectacular best i can't wait for uh, the next installment of grouse the mouse i've given him a name i've had to give him a name um i, f- I feel uh, you know we've bonded he's my pet i've adopted your mouse in the house i can't wait for that uh, some great shout outs and some great contributions thank you so much indeed to rachel or um number one top fan as well and to jamie thomas as well and to joe pierce lovely conversation brian moses has been in contact he was replying to chris's um uh, post about it's a secret but my chicken can lay flowers and lovely brian moses came in as he would hope they're not roses with prickly stems that could be quite painful for the chicken i love the topic of discussion it's sewerage and everything around it amazing absolutely amazing ian final shout outs from you what have you got thanks russell yeah the time 14 minutes to 11 here on radio blogging.net we've got daniel says i'm listening for the first time today and i love it luca i love this show i'm listening from home in belden shout out to my amazing school belden cv primary mrs evans good morning mrs evans wondering if, if there are any stoke on turn peeps listening in today felix and his sister eating breakfast at home from warren road primary school Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us this morning. I had another email back from Claire who said, thank you so much for reading the mouse poem for Pi out on the show. My name came up on the screen, but my daughter Bethany wrote it. She did it completely without any prompting at all and emailed it herself thought she deserved the recognition not me and this is the beauty of live radio you can get in touch with us and you can interact with us and we can have that dialogue across the internet live to the planet finally a comment which has been left from claire claire bullingham it says from teddy's mum from claire upton st leonard school in gloucester again big supporters of the show i asked teddy if he had heard of pi corbett before listening to radio blogging oh yes he said we know of Pi at my school. He created Talk for Writing. He was also Mr. Prince's teacher when he was at school. And do you know, he is one of the smartest people in the world. 
on that note, Russell, <laughs> I'm handing back to you to close the show. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you to everyone that took part in today's show. Thank you to our brilliant guest author, Kate Wakeling, brilliant Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell, Ian Rocky. This is authentic children's writing listeners. And I'm reading the last comment from Joe Pierce here from today. Thanks so much, Joe. Joe says today, thousands of children around the world spend over an hour on creating writing every day thanks to radio blogging and will be feeling as happy as this chappy below if you haven't listened yet please do this is powerful and important joe you couldn't be absolutely more finely tuned thank you so much for that and this is authentic pupils writing thank you so much for listening to us listeners we're doing it all again tomorrow it is wednesday the 8th tomorrow and we look forward to that you can stay on the site we're open 24 7 you can continue writing and you can listen to this show back again and go through all of the exercises in your own time until then wherever you are stay safe and enjoy the blogging yo yo what up this is lunch money lewis hey i'm john newman Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh, yeah.